Geeks. This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And you're listening to New Release. Today's date, May 4th, 1990. Ashley, in case listeners don't know yet, what are we doing living in the past? Well, because 1990 is the shit. <laughs> um, malls are full, rollerblades are in, and every week there's an awesome new movie coming out in theaters. This week we are dying to discuss our 16th movie so far from 1990, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Rated R for some surprisingly super gory scenes. <laughs> Were you surprised that a horror movie had gory scenes? Well, it just seems so kind of like light and PG-13. Then I was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good teaser. We will get into all the O's and O's and O's um, and SpaghettiOs that I'm sure were used to um, film some of the scenes. But first, we have to talk about what Derek has been up to this week. Oh, man. Yeah. As, <laughs> as everyone knows, we went back to 2021 for one special event, which was the release of the new Mortal Kombat. That was a lot of fun. Um, but when we came back, there was a special visitor that hitched a ride in Derek's weirdly baggy pants. So, <laughs> Derek, you want to introduce the new member of the new release family? So I don't know how this happened. However, we showed up and a cat came out of my pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I've named it Skittles and we're going to keep it. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully we're, we'll keep it until it kills us or we'll keep it unless it kills us. I don't know it's, it's pretty, yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um, speaking of surprisingly gory, there Derek is bleeding out of his, his face now. So just a little scratch. It's yeah, fun. exactly. I'm sure it's not going to be infected. I'm sure the like future cat isn't going to spread you know, harmful disease oh, or no. change the past, you know, system. But anyway, we don't have to so get into the mechanics. Seems like it's a hypoallergenic cat. Does it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because it's because it's lost all its hair in, in the first week. <laughs> <laughs> well, so has Derek. So it's apparently <laughs> hypoallergenic is, is transferring. Um yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll talk more about Skittles as the days go on, which however many of those we have left. But for now, let's talk about the movie we watched this week. This. Kill it, bury it, and bring That's me its tail. Oh, no. Tales from the dark side. Oh, I get it, tales. Well, that just about mm. takes care of that, doesn't just it? Tail. Come live the nightmare of your choice. Tales from the Dark Side. That's a good screen. Yeah. The movie. The movie. Oh. <laughs> you gotta love a good <laughs> movie with the movie in the title. Yeah. It's always scary movie. <laughs> a sign that it's not just the movie you're watching. It's <laughs> a movie, clearly. Um, Ashley, mm-hmm. what was your backstory with this movie or other movies with tales in the title? Okay. <laughs> um. So, I watched Tales from the Crypt. Maybe we watched together. Together. I'm not really sure. But I remember watching the Crypt Keeper like pop out and be all like funny and sc- creepy at the same time, mm-hmm. which I liked. 
And I've actually seen this movie before. Oh, really? Yeah. But I only remember the cat story. I don't remember the other ones at all. And I only remember the one scene where the cat's like when the cat pushes the woman down the stairs or she trips over him and falls down the stairs and dies. That's the only thing I remember the whole movie when I was a kid. So, yeah, there's probably a lot of um, creepy or evil, potentially evil cat movies. But you're confident that it was this story that you saw. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I hadn't seen any of this before or like Tales from the Dark Side, not the movie Um, Tales from the Crypts. We were definitely was it Outer Limits that we watched a ton of mm-hmm. growing up? Oh no, yeah. Twilight Twilight Zone. Okay, well, so I was confusing the two, but I'm pretty sure it was both. Like Twilight Zone both. seems like more dated, and then there was a modern anthology show, which um, which we watched for sure. And then Tales from the Crypts, I remember everyone kind of remembers like the handheld camera zooming um into the basement and, and going around with the music playing mm-hmm. and then the crypt keeper pops up pops out of the up coffin and he goes, yeah. Ah! yeah so that's <laughs> that's like, like that. <laughs> iconic but i couldn't really remember a ton of individual stories i just remember it being it came out in 89 and was on hbo so like they were able to have gore at least and i'm pretty sure some like nudity so I think at a certain age, we were able to watch it or get access to it, but it always felt a little bit off limits. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was a Tales from the Crypt cartoon. Do you remember that? Or it was the intro was a cartoon and then the show was live action aimed at kids. Weird. It was no. like a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. Version, which they which wasn't um, wasn't gory, obviously didn't have so it was any- like Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah kind of I, I i don't know i was refreshing my my memory and reading um studying the encyclopedias uh that will later be digitized into wikipedia and um they said that they had like a psychologist as a consultant when they were making a child psychologist maybe that's like some studio bullshit yeah probably. but they were trying not to traumatize kids but that's why you watch the hbo one yep. so <laughs> derek you have any um Any history with this kind of series? I don't, aside from kind of yours, which is Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, you remember the Crypt Keeper. You remember like... Yeah, I can maybe do his little cackle better than Ashley can. Yeah, I can cackle more, I'm sure. Maybe a higher pitch. Do it. (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) That was horrible. (laughs) I don't know. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's a little airier. Yeah. And weird. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, what I thought was really fun about this movie right off the bat was that there's a, there's a woman preparing for a dinner party and she's, you know, going through the mundane, like prep, talking to her neighbor about how many champagne bottle glasses to bring over, yada, yada, yada. And then we find out like right in the pantry, basically, um, connected to her kitchen, she has a kid um locked up that she's feeding like some uh knockoff knock oreos chips. no knockoff oh, chips, chips ahoy, ahoy. Yeah. chips a lot um, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and uh so i mean at first i was like oh this is pretty this is pretty bold and aggressive like she's gonna eat this kid and then but that's like that's like the oldest nursery tale in the in the book so i guess it's not that transgressive but it was a fun framing device having mm. like the kid 
Um, well, Ashley, why don't you explain kind of how they transition from that setup into the tales? Sure. So she left him a book to read beside the cookies, uh, yeah. Tales from the Dark Side, which has just like tons and tons of swords, it's a big book. And she's like, all right, it's time to put you in the oven. He's like, no, 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 wait. I read some of the stories. Like, I have to tell you my favorite one. And she's like, all right, just one story. I guess we have time. And then she keeps going like that for three times throughout the movie. Yeah, exactly. For she's like, all right, one more. Okay. I mean, it's really getting time, but like, I really like this book and I've never read these stories before, even though it's my favorite book. Love to hear them again. <laughs> yeah. His plan is to stall until she runs out of time because she's done these calculations on how much he weighs and how many, mm -hmm. you know, how long it takes to cook a pound of, of young boy. Yeah. Um, to... He's 75 pounds. So. Oh, really? That's all, that's it. I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know the, the normal weight of a, a, a 12 year old boy, but yeah. Um, sounds about right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that gets us into the different stories. It's like a very, I mean, we know going into it that it's an anthology. Do you, is it a draw for you, Ashley, that it's going to be kind of like multiple stories? Are you waiting for like one to end and the next to begin? Do you care what's going on with the kid? Like, how do you like the, just the format in general? I think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> only, only because I really like sitting down to watch a movie and having it be like the whole movie is about the same characters and not completely switching mm -hmm. every 30 minutes. And then you get stories that aren't, I mean, they're not like fully developed. Like they have the concept and you're like, okay, it's done. I don't know. It doesn't really do it. I don't really, I wasn't really into it. I, I think that's fair. Like it's, it's, there's some pros and, and definitely some cons. The, the pros are that um, you get more bang for your buck in a short period of time. If one story isn't working for you or one, mm -hmm. A set of performances isn't working for you then it's only 30 minutes long and you move on to the next um it was really fun seeing christian slater and julianne moore in and the Steve first buscemi. one oh and buscemi yeah of yeah. course playing a perfectly creepy yeah. um antique mummy collector naturally <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> i i like the the format sucked me in just because it's like fun to analyze the structure and how they're going to um, connect the different stories. I mean, the, like we described with this boy being locked in a, a pantry, isn't like the most um, <laughs> creative connective mm -hmm. thread, him reading from a book. I um, mean, us seeing the stories play out that he's reading like duh, pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like telling stories around a campfire and then us seeing the stories. Um, but overall, I, I think I would have, I don't know that I would have wanted to, were, were there any of the three stories and we can kind of give a really quick overview as we go of each, mm -hmm. each one. Was there any one of them that you think would have stood on its own as a full length movie that you would um, want to see expanded? Of the three, I like Lover's Vow the most. Okay. So that's the last one. So, yeah. So I think, but I don't think any of them could have been a movie. Maybe that could have been a longer short story, <laughs> but <laughs> I, 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 I basically think they get better as they go. So mm -hmm. the quickest summary I can give is lot 249 is about Steve Buscemi summoning a mummy to kind of do his dirty work and take out his um, enemies. Cat from Hell is about a killer cat, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Skittles. <laughs> um, and Lover's Vow has the most kind of like twisty, interesting story. It's about a guy who's, who gets attacked 
by a demon on the street and the demon lets him live in exchange for him never mentioning the demon again, basically. Did you know um, that it's based off of a Japanese folklore? No. Um, so, yeah, it's based on a Japanese folklore story called Yuki, Yukiana, but the writer of the film decided to make the character into a gargoyle instead of a ghost, like in the Japanese legend, which is cool. I think the gargoyle is really sweet. Yeah, I loved the effects in the mm-hmm. third one. Um, Me too. The, the creature at first, like, I mean, it, it was scary and like, it's a kind of a combination of, um, have you seen Pumpkinhead? No. Okay. Well, it's like Pumpkinhead meets some kind of like winged um, serpent. I didn't realize it was going to be a gargoyle until they kind of, it t- turns to stone and sits on top of a building. I realized once it was <laughs> flying upward that that's mm-hmm. what was going to happen, but it didn't look like you're, it's much scarier than like your gargoyles from Gargoyles, the TV show. Yep. Um, style gargoyle. Um, <laughs> Derek, uh, did you have a favorite? I like the cat from hell. Yeah. Well, how let's ridiculous talk about that it was. One. Yeah. Just how ridiculous it was. Yeah. I was hoping the, to, I, yeah. the camp, the point of view of the cat. Yeah. Oh, cat vision. Amazing. Sweet. Yeah. Cat vision. Yeah. Yeah. Cat vision with like blue tone, like a different, like mm-hmm. hazy um, lens effects and obviously a low angle point of view. Um, I think we can basically move on from lot 249 and, and yeah. th- that had the worst effects. The mummy wasn't that great. The only thing I, the only memorable thing from it for me, for me is when the mummy um, cuts up, op- rips open the back of Julianne Moore stuffs and stuffs, stuffs flowers in her back. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yep. So there's a little bit of, of gore and, and, but overall the, the way the mummy, like there was just no tension or, or real yeah. drama to that one. So the coolest um, part about that was Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I mean, Slater was good. Yeah. And Slater uh, as well. I mean, they mm-hmm. were, th- th- that one probably had the most star power, but yeah. maybe that's almost to its detriment dis- or distracting. It was the um, film debut of Jillian Moore, too. Yeah. So, that's, that's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, yeah. she was very natural in it for being such like a, a weird uh, premise. But mm-hmm. uh, Ashley, how did you feel about cat from hell i liked it yeah so i think and i think when you say i, I agree with you i got they got progressively better so like cat from hell lot two four nine i was just like i could skip this but i shouldn't i'll just watch it whatever mm-hmm. got to cat from hell and i was like oh okay like a badass cat just killing people in yeah. ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> ways like what um and then yeah so we can start we can focus on cat from hell but i those deaths were <laughs> Yeah, they got the deaths within. So what what kind of pissed me off about Cat from Hell, frankly, is that you you you're introduced to this old rich man in a mansion, like about as stereotypically evil as he can get. He's he's grotesque looking. I mean, to some degree, just the way they have him be all pale and 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 frail. But more than that, he's le- he's become. Uh, obscenely rich by selling some kind of like very addictive pharmaceutical um, drug called compound G, which is his name, I guess. Um, so he's just a over the top bad person. He's contracted a hitman to um, that, like that he knows through his like mafia friends because he's connected, you know, to of like, <laughs> you got to get those drugs out to all the, um, all the people. And so, He's got a reference and he hires this hitman who's really 
unappealing and bad at his job. Like you're set up to hate everyone, all the humans. So -hmm. you're rooting for the cat. Yeah. Even so, it seemed like they were setting up the cat to be like all these deaths to be accidental. But yeah, so the cat wins. (laughs) But maybe it turned out that better than the fact that like the cat was actually coming like, oh, also the reason that the hitman is like kind of mocking the old the old guy but he's like oh i know why the cat's out to get you because you do all your your drug testing on on animals and on cats specifically and they killed so, five thousand of them yeah and they killed <laughs> exactly so i guess it's i i, I kind of change in my mind now that i think about it you do want the cat to have agency mm-hmm. um and be a be a killer um it's not a it wouldn't be going around killing good people right it only kills it only kills pretty evil people um mm-hmm. so cats do yeah right? yeah exactly so derek i don't know uh we'll find out if you're if you're a good person or not yep <laughs> but yeah describe some of the some of your favorite yes. kills or moments from from this okay one. so i already talked about him tripping the woman down the stairs that was fine whatever yeah but <laughs> there's two well obviously there's a lot of a lot of deaths but the one that really stand there's two that stand out one this woman's sleeping she already has a breathing problem yeah. And he goes to steal her like last breath by like <laughs> taking his whole little body and putting it over her mouth. And she like can't get the cat off of her. And then he suffocates her with his bot with his belly. It's a face hugger, basically like an yeah. alien style. Yeah. There um, you go. So then she dies, but the- well, he first just puts his little paw. Which, he's like, <laughs> over her mouth. Oh yeah, that's true. Like, Shh, don't I was like, breathe. Oh, that's all it takes. Um, but no, then he, but then, then his he, whole like, body. Yeah. <laughs> and then um to kill the hitman which i didn't see this coming at all which i guess no one would i don't know yeah um he basically it's just so gross he like jumps into the hitman's mouth and engorges his whole face with his body and it goes into his throat and like rips open the sides of his cheeks and mm-hmm. then goes and then crawls into his stomach and you can see him moving all around in his stomach and then he i guess the cat just takes a cat nap for until midnight when the old guy comes home and then he bursts out of the guy's stomach, right? Was yeah. Stomach? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he just 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 claws his way out of his stomach, and the old man's like, oh, he's totally scared. And then he just meows him to death, essentially. He scares him to death in classic yeah. cat fashion. Um, mm-hmm. The effects of the cat going into the oh person down the person's throat <laughs> and coming out like uh, the other side. Well, not the other side. Coming out going in head first and coming out head first all all wet and slimy mm-hmm. um is really well done this is yeah. the segment that is done by romero um famous nice. for all the original zombie movies night of the living mm-hmm. dead and 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 so on um so i think based on what i've been hearing uh on the streets this is going to be a lot of people's favorite segment even though i think they they did get like the effects they spent it seems like they spent more money in the budget or the like the uh, the most time went into the final segment but Mm -hmm. this one's probably the campiest and the most fun just from like a silly like entertainment value standpoint which is definitely what this movie should be trying to achieve Mm -hmm. um so yeah um he scares the old man cat wins and um Drew's happy. Yeah. Everyone's I mean, happy, I think. The cat, the cat wins. Drew's happy. The cat wins. He's got <laughs> access to the, the full run of the mansion um, from then on. And 
Oh, and all the kills take place at the strike of midnight for whatever yep. that's worth. Um, so <laughs> not necessary, but yeah. Yeah, let's do um what let's hear a little clip from Lover's Val and then work back from from this is sort of the climax of that. I promise you idiot. I love you. Please. Carol, please stop it. Just change back. Uh, yeah so <laughs> ashley this was your favorite you said right yeah yeah for yeah. sure what uh, describe as much of the plot as you feel like it and also why is it your favorite okay so the plot is basically this guy is at his friend's bar they're drinking they go to leave then the bartender slash owner of the bar is like mauled to death and destroyed mm-hmm. by something but you don't see it and then all of a sudden you see some creature and the creature has a human voice and talks to the main character. And it's just like, don't ever tell anyone this ever happened. If you do, like, you'll die. You'll die next yeah. or whatever. But just you can't ever mention it. Don't ever tell the police. Don't tell anyone. And then the creature, like, leaves. Whatever you do, don't draw 5,000 pictures of me. Yeah. And just leave don't them, do it. Leave them around the apartment. Yeah. Um, so just don't do that. Yeah. Um, and then immediately shortly or shortly after that he meets this like beautiful woman they fall in love they have two kids and then she discovers what drew so i mean it's like very immediate that he meets her just right around the corner from where he last convenient made that vow (laughs) yeah um the the setup is very awkward because he um he for, for i had trouble hearing in the theater what they said i mean i they said like three different things you're not supposed to do but the only thing that really mattered or maybe it was just repeating don't tell anyone basically yeah. mm-hmm. um so i wonder if he's gonna ever tell anyone and then <laughs> and then he like creepily like tries to come to the aid of this this woman um who's you know in a bad part a bad part of the neighborhood and basically like coerces her up to his apartment they fall in love um he's an artist um who has who gets dropped by his agent or gets you know removed from a gallery that's why he's drunk and and it's it's such like a lame Mm -hmm. he's such a lame character yeah um that you're not really rooting for the couple but you are kind of like waiting for you know the demon to come back of course and Mm -hmm. And the scene we heard, well, let's just talk about how, can you describe how he breaks the vow? Because it's pretty absurd. I would rather you talk about it because I may have fell asleep for like four minutes. Or okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he just, he, he like, they, it's 10 years. At, at some point, the story jumps 10 years in the future. They've got a beautiful family. He's successful they're going to move to the country potentially everything is going perfectly and he's so happy that he is for no apparent reason overcome with the guilt of keeping this secret from her because i guess in his defense it happened the night that they met it was a big it was a big thing for him he almost got killed and he saw a inhuman demon creature so he probably wants to share wants to share it with someone but maybe don't maybe don't tempt fate and break the the promise that that you made to that demon 
And so he just he just tells her detail by detail what happened. And so we know like, okay, well, there's the end of his family. But did you wake up in time for the twist? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what's the twist? Well, the twist is she's the gargoyle and her kids are the gargoyle. So she becomes, she mutates back into the gargoyle, which is really cool. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. That was done really well. Um, So she mutates back into the gargoyle and then kids do as well. And they turn to little baby gargoyles, which are kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, Like little gremlins. (laughs) Like, I don't know. And then he dies. So. Yeah. I mean, they kill, they don't really go show too much but mm-hmm. presumably she kills she kills him she um uh collects her her kids her gargoyle her now gargoyle kids like under her arms and flies through their skylight in this awesome apartment that's like this industrial yeah. warehouse loft <laughs> like you always see in movies but never uh could could rent yourself in real life yeah um, <laughs> regardless of how bad a part of town it is uh, so she she flies the skylight and onto the the terrace of a building and then turns to stone with the the two gargoyle kids under her wings. Um, it's kind of beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a Show metaphor for what? Keep secrets from your partner. I'm just kidding. I don't Snitches know. get gargoyle Burner. stitches. Yeah. Stitches die. I don't know. How did you feel about this one, Derek? Uh, it was it was good, but yeah, yeah. it was just like why do they then just turn into stone? What, maybe what they're waiting the for, maybe they're waiting for like it happens every fifty years or something. That just was never mentioned. So, yeah, or, that's the other thing. I don't know whether it, it, she might have always been stone in the times where she wasn't attacking people. I think maybe. Okay, I got it. So maybe the ultimate goal is for her to find someone that won't ever reveal her story. Right. And then she'll live happily ever after forever, yeah. but it's like a curse. And every time they mention it, she goes back to that. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and so sure. like, that right. What didn't make sense is the way it played out in the movie. Like he just out of nowhere, unprompted. Like, they kept yeah. they kept dropping all these um, not hints, but like he was leaving pictures of the gargoyle. And I was guessing that that was that would have broken the vow if someone saw the pictures. The obvious thing that they avoided, I guess, was that He's a struggling artist. His big break would be that he saw this uh, this creature that he could um, turn into art and make money off of somehow. And obviously, he would deserve like kind of uh, to die for that. And that's why that was going to happen. Yeah. That, okay. Almost. So they 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 faked us out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe you slept through this part, Ashley. I forgot to mention before he were before he just tells her what happened. He gets a box out and pulls out a replica that he created a statue that he built and sculpted. Um, that's like, that's like 12 inches high of the gargoyle creature. Yeah, I didn't see that, but that's awesome. Yeah. So he has <laughs> been keeping this in a box under the bed or something. And so he shows her that statue and then tells the story and then she transforms. And so then she kills him. yeah. Um, I think he totally had it coming. Yeah, that's, I do too. Yeah. I didn't feel bad for him. Yeah. So, um, that's the end of the, the stories within the story, but how does the, and they all have sort of twisty sort of, um, you know, not, if you want to call, I would call that a happy ending for her, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe a, a twist ending for sure. Uh, a dark ending, let's say, 
how does the main how does the kid in the pantry fare at the end of his story he fares well yeah <laughs> yeah i was like well why does everyone just die but he um i guess he was the only let's see yeah he was the only good guy the good character of that and he survived yeah he so, was innocent at least yeah I mean, so he was a- yeah he was probably a little punk kid but he was innocent exactly um but yeah so she goes to get him out to finally like cook him and then he how does she fall oh i i so i there we have some 90s tropes let's just save it for the ends because okay there's a couple things about the end segment um of how he defeats the wicked witch um that i thought was very 90s um and okay. that's all i'm gonna Ooh. say for now good call um, nice anything else you want to mention from these movies before we uh take a little break I was trying to figure out who the character was from Lover's Vow. Oh, Which... he's Dexter's dad. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. I was like, he looks so familiar. He was Dexter's dad. Okay, got it. Yeah, and this was cool. like 15 years or so before Dexter mm-hmm. started, maybe. Um, okay. Or, yeah, okay. Well, Sweet. nice. Glad we cleared that up. Yep. Now, let's take a quick break from our discussion of Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, while we discuss, while we tune our dials to NR90 for new release radio. This is where we give you a taste of what was happening this week back in 1990, starting with a hit tune. I wish you guys could see this video. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. The song you just heard was Children of the Night by Richard Marks. It's movie eight. That's to number 43. We're top 100 for the week of May 4th, 1990. Ashley, what in the heck is happening in news or pop culture this week? I'm going to say this really quickly. No, just kidding. A new record for fastest coast-to-coast flight is set by the SR-71 Blackbird from LA to Dulles International... Wait, from LA, California to Dulles International Airport in Virginia in 60 minutes and 17 seconds. Wow. Out of Palmdale, California, out over the Pacific Ocean, refueled, got a radar fix over Los Angeles International, and one hour, four minutes, and 20 seconds later... Got a radar fix over Dulles International, where we're standing today. <laughs> wow. It took another four minutes to get Ashley to the loves jets and airplanes. Love across them. all of Maryland. That's an hour and eight minutes coast to coast. So does he. Pretty cool. <laughs> that, that is cool. Be, that would be it, efficient. It kind of reminded me of like NASCAR when they're changing the tires. But <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they flew out over the ocean so that they hit the starting point with a, you know, at full speed. It's pretty sweet. Yep. All right. So. Well, did this movie make it to the box office report? It made it to the box office. <laughs> no, it actually did. It actually did well. So oh. Pretty Woman is still uh bare like barely losing money week to week. It's it's just ahead of TMNT um with six million, but it only went down five percent from the week before. So it's just um very durable. And Ninja Turtles is holding its own. But then mm-hmm. at number three, Tales uh, from the Dark no Side, way. the movie with five million. Yeah. That's because wow. of Christian that Slater. Me. Or um, what happened? Like how? George Romero, maybe? I, I mean, don't 
I, I didn't follow strange. the box office or when I was uh, six, but like in our adult lives, <laughs> it's horror movies are just like always really reliable. So maybe because of the, we heard the trailer either last week or the week before where um, it listed off all the names of the filmmakers. Mm-hmm. So just on the names of Romero and Stephen King and, and yeah, the acting talent, I guess that was enough combined with wow. the horror. Yeah. So okay. Good for good for tales. Nice. Excited to see what happens next week. And yes. everyone's like, that was uh yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's time for everyone's favorite segment on NR90 rank the blank. Pew pew pew. This is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, horror hosts. Horror. A horror host? What? Horror Horror hosts. Hosts for the horror. Horror. Yeah. Um, Some of them are sultry and um, sensualized. (laughs) Trying to put it delicately, Um, but we're not making any judgment on their promiscuity. So, Ashley, who are some of the honorable mentioned horror hosts that we did not choose ourselves? Elvira, speaking of. Mm-hmm. Um, the Creep from Creep Show, the Crypt Creep, the Crypt Keeper. It's hard to say all these together. Uh, Sven Gulli, Fritz the Night Owl, Vincent Price, and Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, so we wanted to do this because I thought it would be fun to talk about. We talked about the anthology format where you have like a framing device. I also think it's really interesting when they like set up a movie or, or a story before you see it. Um, it turns out that this movie doesn't have a host. So <laughs> it's probably not going to, it Whoops. might, um, Derek, even, you know, three time defending winner, um, might continue his, his streak of not getting last place because <laughs> this movie has a, a kid that's telling the story, but, definitely not in the same vein as say your Elvira um, where they're like or your Crypt Keeper or your Crypt Keeper yeah (laughs) I can't believe nobody picked Crypt Keeper by the way that was too obvious for y'all I think so we all chose that I was kind of leaving it Um, I was kind of leaving it for y'all but anyway um, so for uh, Tales from the Dark Side it's the kid by default if you want to call him a host Um, sure or even the witch, she's kind of hosting him and hosting a dinner party. Um, so, uh, and she gave, she provided the book. So it's, it's, it's not, it's going to be last. So it doesn't matter. Ashley, who did you pick? Um, I picked, I did some research, but I picked Vampire, Vampira. She yeah. like 1950s. I watched a couple of the clips and I don't know, like the way she hosts and like entertains. It's really cool. It's not like super sexualized, which I liked. Um, it's just kind of, it was kind of spooky. And she kind of, she walks down this hallway and there's um, just like fog all around her. It looks like she's kind of like drifting. And then she like screams. It's pretty cool. I don't know. Was Why it? Um, her? And then she screams. Yeah. Then she screams. Yeah. She like scream. she was, I mean, maybe one of the, it's kind of like in the vein of a magician having an, uh, an apprentice to kind of like set up the trick or do the mm-hmm. trick on them. Um, but there was always like, Alfred Hitchcock was presenting stories and Vincent Price was, was kind of like setting up stories. 
it's really it, it's sort of a lost tradition um but it's it still sticks around in, in certain fringe entertainments um for mine uh one that has had a resurgence in popularity uh, over the last couple of years is a horror host named joe bob briggs of um uh, oh yeah yeah drive-in movie host so he was like i think he got started in the 80s and he was mostly reviewing and kind of like doing almost like stand-up intros for horror movies at uh drive-ins and so he became a pretty cultish figure back then but just recently he's now got a show on shutter that's had multiple seasons they do holiday specials um, he's got his own like sidekick, um, Darcy, the male girl, who's who's very much in the in the vein of an Elvira. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I love watching the the format for for his show is he'll talk about the movie up front, obviously, and this is on a premium service, so there's no commercials. But two or three times throughout the movie, he'll there'll be a break and he'll talk about what you've seen. So it's definitely not the most pure viewing experience but they add so much context and trivia and info about the movie as as you go that it just gives me uh, his enthusiasm is infectious so it's it's hard not to be like more into it given that presentation um derek do you have one i do this is a really (laughs) obscure one but there was a tv series it had multiple hosts but it was called up all night Mm mm-hmm and they they'd show uh, cult films and B movies, and one of the guests is Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, nice! <laughs> and he would present like horror films. <laughs> oh, and what okay. do you remember? Like you remember, um, like anything about the movies, or you just remember kind of like being entertained by him setting up the movies? Yeah, similar to Joe Bob Briggs, kind of just remember him, not the not the films. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, there's like a mystery science component where, yeah, but like, yeah, but sure. not in, not continuously throughout. Um, in the case of Joe Bob, and I don't know about uh, Vampira, we'll, we'll move into ranking in a second. Like, they're just legitimately in love with the films they're talking about. Like, they can recognize the flaws and, and not like be just in love with every aspect of it but they're so enthusiastic that it's just like, they're not make. it's not like mystery science where they're like almost picking movies that are just, that wouldn't have any value outside of that. <laughs> um, these, they like genuinely love the films and just want to talk about it. So this is going to be a tough one because they're all kind of um, very different. I'd say, Ashley, what do you, where do you think we should start? We can start with the kid um, slash witch from tales from the dark side, right? Yeah, bottom. Last place. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Well, because um, he's not. I mean, he's not a host, and like the other, the other three are much more interesting. So yeah. Um. Uh, fair. I'm trying to think. I well, it's hard for me because the one I chose is from the 1950s. Um, but she was a. I'm reading up on her a little bit, but she was like a former nightclub coat check attendant, and her husband was an actor, and so she was like, "I'm gonna do this," and she made her own vampire costume. And then it was born, yeah. which is cool. That's kind of a cool story of, um, you know, women's independence mm-hmm. and her finding her like own uh, 
hobby and 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 job while he was <laughs> when when it was not like a traditional thing she she would feel any pressure to do mm-hmm. um as I, I would be fine i mean gilbert godfrey uh that's he's annoying for one and for two <laughs> yeah. i love i love his voice wasn't I he the parrot it. in aladdin yeah lago uh-huh it's yeah. better when you can't but see I'm... his face you're right <laughs> <laughs> i won't say that i don't i will say that i agree that it should probably be third and then you guys can battle for first or second i'm guessing he was like roasting the movies like like midnight uh, or mystery science theater style and i feel like that's i would rather award someone who's like celebrating Mm-hmm. The movies. Oh, this oh. this film. Yeah, <laughs> that's not um, good. That's impression. not bad. It's not terrible. Ah. Um, um, so, so yeah, who do you think is a more uh, impressive story? Joe Bob's uh, Texas Trailer Park to movie host, or uh, she was Vampira? a mo- yeah, she was a model and then a Kojak woman. Then so yeah. she's she's very pretty. Um, she's probably more I influential would... because like several people came. Yeah, after have her. you seen uh Joe Bob Briggs, Ashley? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. So it's hard for me to. Drew, have you what seen if... Vampira? I haven't seen any clips of her. I've saw no. I mean, I know what she looks like only when we were we were researching this. What if so. we tie? Either tie, or I was gonna say you can win if we play both clips. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's play your clip first, and then I'll just I'll Damn I'll it, decide. Ashley. You could have won this one and not given it's Drew okay. the win. It's fine. All right. So we're playing yours first, Ash. Yes, please. All right. I've often been asked why I don't light my attic with electricity. Isn't that ridiculous? Everybody knows electricity is for chairs. Mm-hmm. Our little fairy tale tonight. This is rad. The 13th mm-hmm. guest. Nothing crackly. Yeah, it's the cool. 13 makes it timely. Topical and terrifying. It's about. It's just cool. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We don't need to play mine. I'm gonna say you win because. um, True. Really. I'm a gracious host. Okay. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) That was great. That was cool. She she said. I I guarantee. If you ask Joe Bob or anybody that came uh, after Vampira, they would they would credit her as being influential. So I think she gets the. The tiebreaker for for that. Um, winna, winna. Even yeah. though I try to be nice and let you win, I still win. <laughs> congrats. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, congrats on Derek not winning finally. Woo! Haha, Derek. Uh, order the order has been restored in the <laughs> new release universe. Um, so we got Vampira, Joe Bob, uh, Godfried, and then um, the little boy. The little boy. So cool. That was a fun one. Um, I think. It's almost time to sign off on new release radio for this week and give our final thoughts on Tales from the Dark Side. But before we do, let's listen to a brand new track that debuted at number 56 on this week's Billboard Top 100. I tried a boy to tie or a girl? Them, a woman. Um, okay. <laughs> I tried to tie them into the the, <laughs> the movie, but nice. 
that one maybe doesn't fit. So that was Taylor Dane with I'll Be Your Shelter. Now back to our future presentation. Ashley, what are the people of the mall saying about Tales from the Dark Side, the movie? Well, I have one mall review and then other reviews. Cool. <laughs> uh, so I'll just start with the mall review so you guys don't have to guess who wrote this one. But um, mall review, holy shit, that cat scene was nuts. <laughs> yeah, and that was Derek. Wow. <laughs> that mall was fan. a quote from him once the cat scurried out of his pant leg. <laughs> and then I have a few other critical reviews or Ashley reviews that you guys can pick from. Okay, who wrote let's what? do it. Okay. <clears throat> no creep from Creep Show. No crypt, keep, crypt Keeper from Tales of the Crypt. We did a little boy telling the stories. Huge miss. That's okay. one. Um, two. Mutations, body horror, and oddball stories. Sounds cool, but I found the pace to be boring. Should be called Tales Before I Sleep. Now time for bed. Two. Okay. Three. Horror fans, particularly those who enjoy the Tales from the Dark Side TV show, should be con- should be content with two out of three of these. Okay, I've got. I it. mean, I've got it honed in. I know exactly go, what it is this week. You go first. Uh, all three. Probably it's, wrong. The first it's never two, all three. Okay, the first. The last one. Your mind? Well, yes. So, the third one's definitely Ashley. It has to be. I mean, because yeah, it's well, Tales from the Crypt, not not tales from the dark side there was never a show right there was that's why it's oh. the movie oh shit okay <laughs> all right well then one and two that's my that's um my i mean that's the direction i was leaning in the first one sounded very um specific <laughs> um the body horror the, the way they ended yeah i was gonna say one and two frankly so i'll just have to agree with derek on this one you guys are right you're both right yeah I didn't first time to... ever yeah you're getting you're uh getting a little transparent you need to step up your game i know well it's hard because the mall fan threw it off because i was like oh I... so whatever <clears throat> i'll be better next week i'll trick okay. you for sure um as far as awards it won one award at the Averaz fantastic film festival for the director but that was it um and then so i kind of did a whole thing for this ashley award section Oh, exciting. Poetry Corner. So I did four poems, one for each story. Wow. Okay. Bonus poems. And you can kind of tell which story I like the the most based on the poem, I think. So you ready? Yep. Okay. And they go in order. All right. The first one's called That's a Wrap. Get it? The mummy? Anyway, um, it just says, I'm sorry you didn't get the scholarship and you had a mummy murder people because of it. That's it. (laughs) That's a wrap. Yeah. So I'm doing four poems, Derek, each for one story. Okay. Um, so that was the mommy one. This one is called Claw Your Way Out. <laughs> says, Watch out for the adorable black cat. He'll trip you down the stairs, cause you to have a heart attack, steal your last breath as you sleep, and force his small contorted body down your throat and claw his way out of your belly as you weep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Um, that's some <laughs> some freewheeling poetry style there. Yeah. That was, oh, that was a lot of that was a deep breath to take that whole sentence. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cat caught your tongue. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then this one's called Gargoyle Girlfriend. Um, <laughs> be wary of the girl who appears in the dark street just after a gargoyle ripped up your friend like a sheet. You'll fall in love with her and have two kids until you disclose that one secret story about a creature resulting in a mutating feature. Out with the old family and in with the new. Also, you'll die. 
<laughs> <laughs> also, I'm tired of this poem. And yeah. uh, dead. And yeah. then the last ones for the finale are the final story called Big Ass Oven. <laughs> um, I, I meant to bring that up. It was it was a big ass so oven. Big. Yeah. Girl, why is your oven so big? Is it because you want to cook and eat a kid? Okay, go ahead and preheat that bad boy and listen to his stories. Oh joy. Now let him escape because it's you who will now be on the dinner plate. So there's I. Wow. <laughs> My poem. Yeah, really that... stepped it up this week. I know. <laughs> Those are really good, Ashley. Thank we, you. We need more anthologies. Yeah. Is right? that Skittles in the background? Skittles is now a dog. <laughs> Skittles mutated. Watch out, Derek. Yeah. Um, um, great so job. Are, Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If I could do a little like um, nightclub snap or whatever. Yeah. Got it. Poetry snap. So for this interesting movie, scale of one to 90, how 90s. Nope, 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 nope. What? 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 I'm really, oh, we got to do our recommendations. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm really oh, curious. Oh, yeah. Okay. So would you guys recommend this to a person in the mall? Would you watch it? Would you skip it? This one's really think? tough. I mean, if I was trying to get like a Wetzel's pretzels <laughs> in nine in the nineties, and there was a cute girl working there, I'd chat her up and be like, "Hey, you like horror films?" And then I'd recommend it. To yeah. Her. Would you go with her to watch the with me? Okay, there you yeah. go. <laughs> That's it. Be on your way. Go see it. Enjoy. Yep. Have fun. No, I, I'll be here. <laughs> I'd say. Watch Would you it. bow to her to never watch? another <laughs> horror movie without you about her yeah and then if i did i she'd turn into a gargoyle and kill me yeah or a pretzel Ooh, and that would salty pretzel yeah and strangle pretzels, you. death souls mm-hmm. uh okay drew <laughs> kind of like the um not nearly as creepy as derek's but just if you're a horror fan yeah i mean why not like it's got the the gore if it if it didn't have also some more to mortal combat last week like if it didn't have the campy um uh, fun effects and the gore i don't really know what else it would have going for it mm-hmm. um except that like you get these three uh, short stories with a little twist it's like it's just it's a format that is so tried and true to where it's always satisfying. So yes, I think I would pretty much recommend it to anyone if they have any interest in a horror movie or horror stories for sure. Um, I'd, and, yeah. I'd also say watch, but skip the first story. Yeah. Come to the, don't do worry that. about being on time to you the can theater. Be late. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. not missing out. Um, it's true, but like it's still, it still has the, some of the A-list actors in it and yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't and you need to see the setup at the beginning i mean it's i, I okay, don't know so watch the first four minutes leave for like 20 sleep for four minutes go to the mall yeah. get something to stick some clothes come back yeah cool they um, get better but you're right they get I so agree. much better um so on a scale of one to 90 how 90s was this yeah so i did a little more trope homework this week than i have Ooh, been doing work um yeah because i think it has a few things that are not like exclusive to the 90s but they're common in 90s films animal testing um like something like monkey shines comes to mind a lot of campy horror movies um you'll see them experimenting on animals before um before a human becomes a subject so there's that i thought the kid who was trapped in the pantry um looked uh, in hindsight, a little bit like a young Zach Morris. And he also, the movie ends uh, 
with him breaking the fourth wall and staring at the camera and talking directly to the audience. Um, mm-hmm. What does he say? Like, oh, you thought they were, you thought there wasn't going to be a happy ending? Yeah, something like that. Like something yeah. cheeky. Mm-hmm. So that's, something that cheeky. felt not very 90s. And then, um, oh, <laughs> I didn't understand my own notes here. Slipper skid. <laughs> Um, I don't think that's what I meant to write down, but, um, you asked earlier, actually how he defeats the witch and it's by throwing marbles down on the floor and having, oh, and te- telegraphing right. it by telling her I'm throwing marbles down on the floor and you're going to trip. You're over gonna trip yeah. <laughs> and then you're going to fall into your little meat hooks. Um, and then I'm going to shove you into the oven. I'm gonna bake yeah. <laughs> everything goes perfectly according to the plan. Kind of like it does for, a certain character in a movie we'll be watching later this year where he sets a bunch of traps and they mostly work to all apps. Yeah. yeah, he sets a lot of traps. <laughs> That's very 90s, um, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to convince y'all that it's like at the top of the list or anything, but uh, what were your initial reactions? Were you thinking this felt 90s or no? It didn't feel nice to me. Only because horror is hard for me to judge yeah. when it's coming out. So I can't, I mean, even watching like news with like Jason or Michael, I just, I'm like, I don't know what year this came out. Like, I just, I don't know. It's hard for me to. It could have easily been an 80, a mid eighties horror movie. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the, the effects and stuff like that are very much shared. Um, so I'm thinking like sixties probably. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Because right now, so right now we have Teenage Mutant Turtles, 89 out of 90, House Party, 84, Pretty Woman at 81, and that's, yeah, this one's not close to that. But it is by Hard to Kill with Steven Seagal. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that had a 73. Derek, do you have a strong opinion, um, higher or lower than, than like, say, a 65? No, not really. What about Christian Slater? Christian yeah. Slater and also Tales from the Crypt was during that era. And it reminded me of that a lot. And it's Tales from the Dark Side. So, yeah. And that started Tales from the Crypt started in, in 89 and went through 96. So very much a 90s phenomenon. If, if phenomenon is not too strong a word. Um, <laughs> so I, I still think like the epiphany that I shared last week, hopefully everyone remembers. Um, I don't. What what was <laughs> nope. it, Drew? The, the movie has to be like ahead of its time to feel '90s because yeah. we're usually a movie that comes out in 1990 has either been in production or conceived. It's going to be a product of the '80s. So mm-hmm. movies that are exceptions, like House Party or even Ninja Turtles, feel like ahead of their time. This doesn't feel ahead of its time. So right, 65. 65. Okay. Um, all what right. A- what about what should we include in our new release gift shop? So every each week we take something from the movie we watch and then we include it in our gift shop to sell. So we have a leather face face mask, a ponytail hair clip, um, a jar of tears from Crybaby, and some mm-hmm. other stuff, random stuff. What should we include from here? Um, a cat tail, a demon cat mummy in a cage. What? <laughs> that's elaborate oh everyone gets one i was thinking like a little gargoyle oh figurine. yeah i used to have some mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say collect because i only had a, a couple you of them like but two or three yeah. i had some cool little gargoyles um i love gargoyles i would love to have one um sitting outside my window right now <laughs> um so should, should it be like gargoyle? yeah and then maybe if you tell it secrets it'll it'll 
come to life and it'll be a reverse lover's vow. So if you, I don't know, maybe no. if you, if you do Tell anything, other people's secrets, it'll. Oh, maybe it can be um, a gargoyle that has like a slot and you can slip pieces of paper in and have like secrets and different things inside of it. Secret so it's not like magical. Secret so it's piggy like, bank. Yeah. Like a piggy bank for secrets. Yeah, exactly. That's good. And then you, so if someone could bust it open, then all your secrets still die. come out. Yeah. And, and then you the, kill them. Die. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Seems like a great Jesus. gift. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, gargoyle secret holder. Yay. Uh, get them while they last. Uh, so Drew, what's next? Yeah. Bear with me here. Next week, we have a sequel to a movie called The Class of 1984. Which came out in '82, which is so we didn't watch it in '84. Oh my gosh! This is called the Class of '99, which came out in 1990, obviously, which is why we're watching it. So, All anyway, right. here's the trailer, and then I'll say a few more things. <laughs> <laughs> the public school system has been reduced to a battlefield. Oh shit! The Board of Education has just found the solution. Perfect solution. You're next, Mr. Cope. This looks good. For the class of 1999. Where are you? The class of 1999. <laughs> These androids were supposed to be the students. I think it's class of 84. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> to Remake. graduate is to survive. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Sounds so like I don't know. I don't know about y'all. I'm definitely going to watch um, Class of 84 as well because I've been meaning to uh, for a while. Um, so that'll be interesting. I th- I'm i pretty sure, cla- not to you know dampen any enthusiasm, I'm pretty sure Class of 84 is a bit of a cult classic and I'm not sure about this one, I'll just say. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm going to watch. I'm looking forward to watching both of them. But this one looks really out there. It might be weird to talk about like... Um, school violence but it, i mean i think it's a probably ahead of its time and kind of using this hyper violent school setting as sort of a, a tragic allegory so um that's a little bit of heavy subject matter but the tone of the movie also looks absurd and mm-hmm. campy and should be uh very entertaining are y'all excited oh, yeah yeah. And, <laughs> yeah and it's an opportunity for us to span the entire 90s so we're going to be watching a movie from 1990 that is trying to predict what it's like in 1999 and apparently it was future yeah apparently it was just complete all out like um post-apocalyptic school settings so (laughs) perfect yeah that's exciting um if anybody listening would like to join in on the fun and so much that it will be you can search by subscribing, you can subscribe by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. Derek. That's a wrap. <laughs> Play us out. <laughs>